Hi, this is Ann Reckling. I'm here with Kristen, who is 18 years old, and we are talking about her experience with mitochondrial disease. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Hi. Um, first off, I just want to ask you, I know you're 18 and you said you're almost finished with school, and how were you, when were you diagnosed with mito? Um, um when was I diagnosed? Yeah. Um, I have presumed diagnosis in 94, and it was confirmed in 98. Okay, so in 94 it was presumed, and then in yeah. 98 it was confirmed. Did you have a muscle biopsy then? Um, yeah, I did. What kind of what kind of symptoms were you having, or how does it affect you? Um. Well, I don't remember what kind of symptoms I was having then, but like now, um, it tends to make me have like a lot of back pain, and I get tired um, easily sometimes, and I get headaches, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So headaches and back pain and, and breathing stuff. Yeah. And that's an important part, huh? Yeah. Hard. That's what I noticed you have a, have a service dog. Does a service dog help with those things? Um, yeah, like uh, sometimes I well I don't have a lot anymore, but before I would have like seizures and she could get like my nurses or my mom. Okay. She could alert them. And I have a ventilator at night, and when it goes off, sometimes the nurse wouldn't hear it, and she can get them, too. That's great. That's great. How long have you had the dog? Um, About six years. Six years? That is a long time. Yeah. I got it when I was, like, about to turn 13. Wow. Yeah, no, it sounds like a long time. I bet you guys have a very good relationship. Yeah, she's, like, really, really good. Yeah. I think those dogs become so important to people. Yeah. So breathing and pain and fatigue, and it sounds like you used to have certain seizures. Um, mm -hmm. with, what kind of things What kind of things have you learned to do so you can do the things that you want to do? Um, do you have well, any tricks or? Um, not really. I know, like, before I go out there and place to tell my mom and stuff, but um, I'm not as, like, I don't have as much trouble as a lot of other kids do, I think, so I can do a lot of stuff like um, normal, active, healthy kids can do, but I maybe can't do it as long or as well. Like, I can't really play sports or, or run that long. Right. So you just have to cut things maybe a little shorter? Yeah. Um, do you have to do anything different with, like, your eating or drinking? Um, well, sometimes when my disease affects how I do that, like, I don't get hungry that much, and I can't, um, I have trouble eating, like, a whole meal and stuff, okay. and the nurse has to put fluids, so I have to drink a lot. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of times, I know, I, I hear that people, I hear from other teenagers that that's one of the things yeah. important. So you don't, so you don't have any kind of... You don't have like a G tube or a line. Uh, no. To eat or drink. Any? Have you ever had one? Um, no. No. Okay. Good. Well, what kind of things do you like to do? 
Um, I think my favorite thing is to, like, write, but I also like walking, and I like to take pictures, and I like, um, like old movies, and I really, really like music, mostly, like, rock music and stuff. Listening to it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to learn how to play the guitar. I have one, but I haven't learned yet. That's great. So you have a lot of things that you like to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like Mido's held you back at all. Um, well, maybe not as much, but, like, sometimes socially maybe a little, because I don't go to public school, so I might, like, have a little bit more trouble making friends, like, where to find friends to make them and stuff. Right. Usually I have, like, pen pals. I have a lot of friends because of Facebook now. Okay. Okay. But it's not, you don't have so many friends that are, like, right there that you're... Yeah. No. And my one friend just went to college. Oh. That's hard. Yeah. What, with um, the friends that you have had close by, like your friend that went to college, um, do they get it with Mido, or do you even... Um, yeah. Well, we do. We, I don't really talk about it with her, but she was, like, really accepting, and she, like, never made fun of me or anything for it. And, like, um, a lot of them who do live by, they get it because they've known me since, like, they were kids. Like, um, Annalise, um, has a PA, but she's known us both since she was a kid, so we see her, like, every week, and she's, She's really nice, and we get along really well. She doesn't make fun of us or anything either. So. Okay. Well, did you ever go to public school? Um, yeah, until, like, sixth grade. And what was Mido? Did Mido have anything to do with it that you guys did Um, yeah, with? like, the um school from the people who worked there were giving us trouble about how they didn't think I was sick because I didn't look sick and stuff. Mm-hmm. So my mom thought it would be, like, easier just to, like, homeschool me. Right. That's one of the things that I hear a lot with this disease, and I know um, I have a son with it who's seven, and he, uh, doesn't, look, he doesn't look sick. Um, yeah. And it is. It's, it's a struggle. Yeah, I don't really look sick. I have, like, a pacemaker scar, but that's about it. Okay. Okay. So the school didn't believe you and make the accommodations. Yeah, they would let me do, like, my venting, but, like, the, um, I forget what his job was, but he was, like, on the school board and stuff, and he was giving us trouble. He thought I was, like, lying. That's terrible. Yeah. Sometimes the lack of education, people, especially if it was back when you were in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. That's, been, you know, a few years ago, and... People, there's a lot of people still who don't know about mitochondrial disease. Yeah, I don't, I don't think a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. What What are you, now you're almost finished with your senior year. What? What's your next plan? What do you want to do? Um, I'm not quite sure yet. I know I want to, like, probably be a writer. Um, probably write books, but I'm not sure about, like, college or anything yet. Okay. Okay. So you want to be a writer? What do you write now? Um, well, 
I know these two little girls, and I know their mom, and I started writing them these mysteries once a month, like when I was 15, and I've been doing it ever since. Every month, usually I send them a mystery, and I'm going to end that this year because I think they are running out of ideas and stuff, and they might be getting too old, but that's been a lot of fun, and my sister and a couple of my nurses read it, and they like it, and someone said I should send it in, but I don't know. But I like doing that. And then I write, like, sci-fi stuff. Sci-fi? Like, yeah. Okay. That's great that you, boy, the discipline to write a mystery every month. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like, I feel like the characters are real. Like, what? there's this one, this one who I really, like, I think I sort of am the character, but I wish she were real. It's funny. Sounds fun. That sounds like you enjoy it a lot. Yeah. What What kind of things keep you going when you get frustrated with my own? What? what? What sort of things keep you going if you're feeling um, sick or frustrated? Or? Well, I'm Christian, so that might help a little. And I don't know. I, when I get upset or something, usually I'll just write or um, sometimes I'll talk to my sister. Okay. But I don't say I get frustrated that much. You don't. Okay. Uh-huh. It, it sounds like the mito affects you, but it, it's not like it has one big effect at one point that slows you way down, but that you just have a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'll be fine, and then I'll develop a new problem, like recently my back issues have been getting worse. Mm-hmm. But then usually, like, I'll take a new pill or something and it'll help. Well, right now I'm doing, probably going to start doing therapy, so that may help. And then I'll usually get better for a while and then something else will happen. Okay. So it sounds like even when a new symptom develops, it doesn't feel like it's going to not not be treated. You'll be You'll be able to find a way to deal with it. Yeah. Either through, you know, physical therapy or for, through medication or, and it'll go along okay for a while and then it might crop up again. Uh-huh. And, you've, and your face and your writing and talking to your sister helps. Yeah. It's, yeah, I bet your sister understands probably better than a lot of people. Yeah. She's like the only one that, um, like, I guess because she has it too. So, like, I don't think I would, like, go up to any of my other friends and be like, so I saw the doctor, and he said that I have polyps. <laughs> like right. that. Because they'd be like, wait, what? What's polyps? <laughs> so it sounds like, yeah, it's important to have that relationship with your sister that you guys can yeah. really talk about things. Um, is there anything that you, this is something that I ask when I talk to the other teenagers, too, and I try to ask everybody, is if you were to meet somebody, um, who a teenager who was just diagnosed with MITO, is there anything or can you think of anything that um, you'd want to tell them that you wish somebody had told you when you were diagnosed? Um, well, I was diagnosed as a kid, but, like, my sister wasn't. And I, like, people were like, oh, I feel so bad because you have always been sick. And I'm like, I actually think it would be easier just to always have had this because, like, you don't know any other way. But if there was a teenager 
And they lived their whole life normally, and they suddenly just got, like, diagnosed by, like, probably tell them that he's not the end of the world, because teenagers can be sort of dramatic and stuff sometimes, so I just make sure that they know it's, like, not the end of the world. There's, like, treatment and stuff, and, um, probably tell them not to give up or anything. That's great, that it's more like living with a chronic disease and it's not the end of the world and it's not going to change. Yeah. You know, it'll change some things, but it's not going to... Like, yeah, I don't change some things, but, like, it's not going to... As long as you don't let it, it's not just going to, like, ruin your life. But if you're like, oh, this is the end, this is so horrible, then it probably will be more horrible than it has to be. That's great. That's that's really important to learn because I think because Mito is not well known that I think sometimes when the diagnosis is given, um, you know, some stories are kind of scary. Yeah. And it's easy to see sometimes to focus on those instead of focus on, you know, um, what you can do with your life. And that's one of the things that I've really liked about interviewing all the teenagers is because you guys are all like are living your life. Um, yeah. Maybe with some modifications, but everybody's pursuing their dreams, which is what part of what life life is about. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you want to add that I haven't asked? Um you want people to know? Not that I can think of, at least not right now. Okay. Okay. Well, why don't we why don't we finish up? Oh, let me ask you first, um, just for permission to have this recorded and have it put up on the webpage. Yeah. Is that something that you're willing to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And that's it. And I will actually be talking to your sister very soon. So thank you. I'm going to hang up now. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. I mean, the teenagers, you guys are doing a terrific job. And I meant to say before I hang up, I think you all are an inspiration to the kids that are coming behind you, too. Because they can see what you guys are doing with your life. And I also think you have a huge influence on the mom with young kids. Because... You help us yeah, that's what my mom said. Yeah. You help us see that our kids have a future. And a healthy future, too. So, thank you. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk soon. Thanks. Okay. Bye.